This is In the Know for Wednesday, September 27, the 270th day of 2022. There are 95 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. We're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on the platform formerly known as Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, uh, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Big news out of Nelson County this morning. We'll tell you about that and a whole lot more coming up today. Here on in the know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. How you doing? I'm okay. You look like you're representing broadcasters from all over the state of Kentucky. You have right? your KBA shirt on today. I do, yeah. Uh, did we get the right size? Yes. It looks perfect. good. It looks yeah, good on you. It's you. got the KBA logo yeah. on the front. It's got uh, some logos on the back. It says on air, television, radio, the voice of broadcasters, voice of Kentucky, et cetera. So anyway, looking very, very good. Um, did you win that? Was that just part of the swag bag? I think um, that was just part of the swag bag. There was okay. lots of goodies in there. Yeah, you got like know, a Yeti right? water bottle. Yeti, and yeah. We'll talk more about that in just a second. Okay. He is the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Cincinnati. He's Sam Gormley. And the sports... Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing well. I haven't seen you in a couple of days. I don't guess I've seen you since well, lunchtime on Monday. Monday, I think it was. You and I were watching a round of Let's Make a Deal. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get picked. I was a little disappointed. I I, I never made it to the stage. I, I had either. to read some award winners uh, during the game shows. I didn't ever make it. So we've been away since uh, Sunday to the annual uh, Kentucky Broadcasters Association's annual conference, which was held at the Northern Kentucky Convention Center. So literally just right across from uh, Paycor Stadium and the Great American Ballpark. And so it was great to have a gathering of uh, broadcasters from around the state. And then our awards dinner was Monday night. Uh, Sam couldn't have hit it better. For himself personally, uh, he got to go to uh, he got to go to a conference, which I know he enjoyed. But to be able to see the Reds win on Sunday and then the Bengals win on Monday Night Football the following night, I'm guessing um, you chalk that up as a as a win. Yeah, without without a doubt. I even oh, here's wow. here's a video of it of because they had the whiteout and then the the light show and everything. It was it was really cool. Um, we we it, it also was, had a very good view of this. Could you? Could, I was curious. So, I, did you step outside? Could you? He, how loud was it? Uh, for most of the game, the award ceremony was, was over, so we were able to sit out on the landing out there. Okay, uh, yeah. where I saw you on Monday night, and uh, we were able to see and enjoy, and we could tell. I could tell by the crowd. I was predicting uh, that's a touchdown roar, mm-hmm. uh, that's an interception roar, because I could just, you know, I I could tell. Because was it very loud across? Oh the, yeah, it was super mm-hmm. loud. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was super loud. It was fun to just be across the it river. Was fun to fire. Uh, watching but anyway it was a it was a great event the monday night's events are the um they're the legacy and the excellence in broadcasting awards and so uh seven legacy awards were given out and most of those were uh hall of fame um people who are getting the kentucky mike award they're inducted into the hall of fame uh vicky dorch you know very well 
uh, watching WLKY over the years. Uh, she made it in. Uh, Dr. Uh, Charles Anderson, who you don't know who he is, but you will, if you wouldn't believe the influence he's had on broadcasting around the state from an engineering standpoint and making all those pieces fit together. Sam knows who he is because Sam's a, a product of Western Kentucky University, but WKU would not have their radio, their public uh, broadcasting and TV, or their radio and TV stations without him. So anyway, he's left an in, indelible uh, impression on the state. And there are others, uh, you've, Greg Stottlemyre that you would have heard, um, that you would have heard on, he's the voice of EKU, but he does the Sweet 16 uh, network and uh, Marty, Carl Nathy, right? Carl Nathy, uh, first down Mr. Kentucky, Mr. first down Kentucky, mm-hmm. uh, got in. I did. I chuckled at Carl because he said he was a man of few words, which <laughs> I immediately knew was a lie. We all know if you know Carl, he's a lie. And then Marty Hazel uh, got in. Marty is a, a friend of mine. She, you've probably seen her um, on WDRB over the years, but she's a VP of Sales. And she's the one, she's the blonde lady that you might have seen her on WDRB say, I'm Marty Hazel, and if you knew what we knew already, if you knew what we knew, you'd have called me already. And it's about the power of their television station, et cetera. So, and then uh, I was uh, awarded the Al Temple Award, and uh, I have it here in the studio. It's, it, uh, it, it is a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> it is. You could bludgeon it, someone. It, it is. Major uh, you with could that. more than bludgeon someone. Anyway, <laughs> it's uh, it's heavy, it's impressive, and it says uh, presented to individuals who have made outstanding contributions to the Kentucky Broadcasters Association over an extended period of time, and it's got my name on it. Uh, Al Temple was a longtime servant to the Kentucky Broadcasters Association as the um, treasurer. And the J.T. Whitlock is the highest lifetime service award that the KBA gives. And the Al Temple Award, I would um, – Al Temple Award does – it's not necessarily when your career is over, um, but the J.T. Whitlock is more of a when your career is over. But I was teasing people that this the award I received is for the, the washed-up people who have nothing else to give. I didn't uh, know if that was Chris Winkle's say, way of saying <laughs> it's, it's time. Well, believe it or not, it wasn't his decision. It was a, it was a committee of several people that decided – and so anyway, I'm 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 gracious um, to I, I just did what I thought needed to be done to the KBA, and so I'm honored and and will continue to will continue to serve. Um, it's an organization that I care about, but I care about it because it also represents this organization. And one of my uh, something that I probably the thing I took away the most from it is that for all the Legacy Award winners, they do a video package, and it's a four-minute feature, four- or five-minute feature, and so they came to our home and, you know, interviewed me and asked about my, you know, origins in the business and about service to KBA, but Sam, you were in it, Misty was in it, our building was in it, Alea was in it, of course she was, Miss Buckles over there was in it, but putting all of it together with the photos and the, you know, the website, it's got the video sports coverage in it, anyway, it's just kind of a career compressed into four minutes and i'm extremely grateful for it it'll be available uh, yeah i'm curious to see it so yeah do you want to you want to go ahead and tell people why you didn't see it i, mean, <laughs> I think people Poor already Sam. people already know <laughs> oh, oh yeah it's, uh, because he was at the whiteout yes because he was well i mean he knew the video the awards I, would I, be recorded so. yeah. <laughs> yes and i also knew that i i was in it at some point sitting where you were you you what what Huh? I did. Did the part of me sitting in your seat not make it into it the video? 
Oh, sitting yeah. here. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, it it's in. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was yeah. like, because that's the part when you said that I was in. And I thought I was assuming. I need to see it again because I only counted one of me. Really? Maybe there's two. I'm interested now. You said our sports coverage is in it. I'm curious as to what aspect of our sports coverage. There's one of me and Lou, and she's sitting up here yeah, on this. That, but you're in there at KBA 75 for the formal in Bowling oh. Green, and I was in the tuxedo and up against the step and repeat. I missed so, that one. And uh, Roger Lush didn't make it in there. So. Sorry, Roger. Anyway, that's why we've been gone. Thank you for the graciousness of uh, allowing us to do that and celebrate excellence in broadcasting around the state. We lovingly call that a family reunion because some of the folks you don't get to see Mm -hmm. until, uh, you know, maybe once a year or so. And it's celebrating uh, excellence and heritage and all those things. You You don't realize how many connections you have. Like it was funny because there was one media member I met. I think he's from Danville. Who he came up to me and he, he he's heard me talking and I think I don't know if you know who I'm talking no, about and he, and he said Grayson County and I said yes he said oh my uh, great nephew is Jaron Van Meter oh yeah that's Charlie I yes know Charlie yeah, yes sure. I, 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 I forgot Charlie was from Danville yes so and it was just it, it was just kind of showing like you don't know all of the connections that you have kind of showing fine. you like a family reunion I thought you were going to say somebody recognized you from Danville as with Center well no because we ended up having that conversation that I did it that yeah. that as well. So it was a it was a nice night and um, beautiful setting down there in Covington. I mean, across the river, being able to see the Queen City, and this uh, is from the boat. It, it that was we just, took. oh yeah, from the That's river. That's a very from nice the, from, photo, from Sam. The river Queen. Thank you. So got the Roebling Bridge and all that. So anyway, uh, there there is some big news, um, and and maybe when we get the video back and. All that stuff. You didn't win any money, though, did you? No. The entire conference I, had I think a game show theme to it. Um, <laughs> but did you get to spin the wheel at least? That's the part that I was. No, I much... really. I I told them uh, that they shouldn't call me to the stage to spin it because of my. I'm the treasurer of the organization, and I was the one who had to approve all the the cash. You were the banker. I I. I Someone else appeared to be the banker, but to tell you the truth, I was the banker. <laughs> so it didn't – the optics of that wouldn't have looked good of me being involved. So I said, if you see my name, don't don't call me to the Well, stage. there was one of a uh, colleague that I have, you know, whose voice in, in McLean County, mm-hmm. he ended up injuring himself while doing it. And he should. He has like a battle wound from the, from the <laughs> wheel because he spun it the wrong way. You know, broadcasters oh. are soft when they get injured spinning a wheel. Yes. Yeah. It's a, yes. I got it. Yeah. Uh, we there are some. There's one major headline that I want to make sure we get to today, uh, and then we'll maybe we'll revisit uh, KBA at some point in time in the coming days. Rounds of storms are possible regionally today. Boy, we really need the rain. If we could get some rain, it might slow down our fall just a little bit. But as I predicted, uh, with the lack of moisture, we're uh, leaves are turning quickly and falling quickly. But we might be able to hold it off just a little bit longer if we can get some rain. It should be later in the afternoon today and then overnight, and then we should get some rain throughout the day tomorrow. Scattered showers and thunderstorms are uh, possible today. High of 82 tonight, thunderstorms and a low of 65. Morning thunderstorms tomorrow with scattered thunderstorms in the afternoon, 60% chance, and a high of 79 for your Thursday. And then highs back in the 80s for at least the next uh, seven, eight, nine days or so. Big headline today, Brooks Houck has been arrested in Nelson County in coordination with the Kentucky State Police, other local and federal law enforcement partners. The FBI Louisville office has been laser-focused on their commitment to hold accountable those that were responsible for the disappearance of Crystal Rogers. 
Uh, this is from their release. I'll just read. It says, today we take the first step in making good on that promise. FBI Louisville and the KSP have arrested Brooks Houck without incident on charges stemming from the Crystal Rogers investigation. The Houck indictment remains sealed and additional details will be revealed during Houck's arraignment in early October in the Nelson County Circuit Court. Talk about a circus that will be around the Nelson County Courthouse of the day of that arraignment. So, the key parts arrested without incident, details not known, but will be revealed. And um, I think this has been a long time coming. I, You know, in our society, uh, presumption of innocence until the guilt is proven. But um, short of anyone else being arrested in the crime and just the breadcrumbs that were established throughout these many years, I'm going to presume that most people presumed he did it. You know, he's been the only suspect that's ever been mentioned by name, but until today, I guess technically yesterday, until then, they had not, they appeared to not have anything that would tie him to it. Most of it appeared to be circumstantial, but I saw one thing recently about the timing of when he said he made a call and the reason he made the call, but then later he explained that at that actual time she was sitting next to him in the truck, and so they lured him in, and, and he got to the point where he couldn't explain why he would have needed to call her if she were sitting right mm-hmm. beside him. And I thought, all right, they're zeroing in on some timelines here, and this thing will probably crack. So here's what I do not know as it pertains to us locally. I talked to somebody about this case yesterday from Bardstown, not broadcast related, by the way, but said uh, about the previous arrest that they had made. And I said, by the way, that individual is being housed in the Grayson County Detention Center. I have no way of, I have not had it confirmed, but it would be reasonable to imagine that Brooks Houck might also be here in the Hotel 36. So I don't know that. (laughs) But if they're housing one person in the case here, and we have a federal program, it seems to me that it would be a reason. Or maybe they have a reason to not put those two in the same location. I I think they can keep them segregated. I think they can keep them in the same facility without and keep them segregated. But don't be surprised if you don't learn of that later. He's not currently listed as an inmate. But that doesn't mean that. He's not. It could be a temporary. Like if it if this is this this release just came out this morning. Shay McAllister just reported on it this morning. So I'm guessing this is fresh. So the arrest might have been made, but might not have been processed, transported, etc. Or could have gone to the other end of the state. But knows that uh, we'll have to be back in Nelson County in October. So uh, Which I, is I just not. I mean, next week. Yeah, people have been vigilant. About They have not forgotten this case. They made sure to not forget it. You can't forget it. All you got to do is drive through there and you're reminded of it. So, But this has now, I, I'll say that it had gone down to a simmer. And now this is this has put a big flame right back on that fire. And so it's going to get interesting in the coming days. Closer to home, a Litchfield man with a history of violence related and drug arrest has been jailed on an arrest warrant. LPD and uh, the LPD arrested 30-year-old James Decker on a complaint warrant charging him with second-degree unlawful imprisonment, fourth-degree assault, 
and violation of Kentucky Emergency Protective Order. The offenses are alleged to have taken place September 16 of this year. He was also served with a warrant out of Ohio County for non-payment of court costs. He has a lengthy history of arrests. And how do you think Misty would rule on this guy? I mean, what is that? Is that a clown? I think it's a clown tattoo on his neck. Yeah, I guess so. Like it or something? I don't know. Oh, but look at it close, more closely. You know, like Krusty the clown's hair goes out to the side. Mm -hmm. So check out the beard. Look how the beard, the beard and the hat fit together. I think that's supposed to be a complete unit. If so, well done. I'm saying, hey, it's... And I can't read what's what's the word above his, his eye. Nor can I. But we do... We, we That brings up a good point. Wherever she goes, we should... You know how the people pop on the screen? The things... There are times that I go, can you, can you just pop on real quick and check this out and give us a ruling as the Supreme Court of the Fashion Police and Tat Police? Uh, all right. What else? It's easy to get behind. I had to spend so much time explaining our absence. The GOP lawmakers in Kentucky have proposing a three strikes law <laughs> as an anti-crime measure for the 2024 session. They, A group of them announced yesterday a three strikes law that would keep people locked up after being convicted of a third violent felony offense. The proposal is part of a sweeping plan to combat crime that was unveiled a few months ahead of the 2024 legislative session, which begins early in January. I don't know a lot of these details. I think if you read a lot of headlines, at the rate that people get arrested, you say, why do they keep turning these people loose? I don't I don't mind the idea of the three strikes, you're out rule, but I do think we're going to have to most likely, from an economic standpoint, we're going to have to revisit what are felonies and what are not felonies because there are some things that people are getting arrested for so frequently that you go, I don't know, they didn't kill somebody, you know, they didn't. So I I think we'll get five and ten years down the road if we don't change the felony, what, what are felony charges and what are not, at the rate that this isn't going to scare people into not committing felonies is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. We're going to end up with bloated incarceration facilities. So, and, and by the way, I don't like to see people turn loose to just b- break the law again, but I don't think it's just as simple as passing a law without understanding what may be unintended consequences or known consequences will be of the action. So I'd say that'll be interesting to track through the legislature, but if uh, if the GOP wants to do it, they certainly can. They've They've got the votes. A recycling facility will be built in Kentucky to shred electric vehicle batteries in a $65 million venture between American and South Korean companies that will supply material for a separate battery-related operation in the same town. It is a 100,000-square-foot facility, EV battery recycling facility, to be built in Hopkinsville. It will create about 60 jobs. They are partnering with uh, South Korea-based SK EcoPlant and its electronic waste recycling subsidiary, which is called TES. They're going to start construction in November. They will be complete in 2020, January of 2025. I don't know if proximity to Glendale is relative because just because you shred an EV battery, you would think some of the raw materials then would be purposeful in making more batteries. So it seems like those two there would be context between those two things. 
But oftentimes when you recycle something, it has to be recycled for some other purpose because, Mm -hmm. but this does kind of answer the question of a lot of people said, what do you do with the batteries? Because there's a shelf life to the batteries in EV vehicles. So you say, what do you do with the batteries when they have to be replaced? How expensive will they be to be replaced, et cetera? So this at least gives Kentucky a foothold in the other side of the equation. We're making the batteries. We're also going to be in a position to help destroy the batteries and repurpose them for something else. So I guess that's uh, I guess that's good. And, um, Sam, as I mentioned earlier, you got to see the Reds game on Sunday afternoon. You got to see the Bengals win. Both kind of won. The Reds were getting no hit through five on Sunday. So when they broke out and scored, I know the stadium was excited and it was exciting to see. The uh, Reds won again yesterday. They did. Defeated the Guardians? Yes, they won. Uh, it was a high-scoring game, like 11-7, to 7, I think, was the final score. Yeah. Slim choice, slim chance still, but uh, still, I mean, I mean. Game and a half out. Technically still. Game and a half out with, you know, they have four games left. And Cubs have been struggling, so they want them to keep on losing. They blew a big game yesterday, and uh, hopefully the Diamondbacks play two today. Hopefully they can lose. The Cardinals are waiting to play spoiler out in St. Louis, so we'll we'll see what happens. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here. Today is morning show host day. Well, good morning. Apparently there's not a day off involved with that. <laughs> Although, we've been away from the show for two days, so we can't... Uh, those, those were our, our days away, but yeah. I think on morning show host day, you're probably supposed to be here doing what we doing what we do. It's the... Uh, I'm sorry. It's I can't, right. My ankle is... I, I'm having issues again. I, I understand. You got an ankle issues. I kind of want a full screen now. Yeah, I don't care if you them. do. Listen, Sam, I had to wear flats on Monday night. Okay, I, yeah. right? For her to... For, for her, me to wear flats for to or something like that... For her to skip on the heels, it's, it's something. Wh- it's a day of forgiveness. It is... Corned beef hash day. I do like that. And I don't know if I've ever had it proper. I cannot believe. Well, I can't believe. It's just very ironic. We were watching Big Brother last evening, and something happened on screen, and you said, I'm craving chocolate milk. I know. <laughs> Today is chocolate milk day. Nuh-uh. I swear it's written right Listen, there. Listen, I had crazy? some really weird dreams last night, too. Was it about chocolate milk? No, it wasn't. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I assume you don't want to share. Oh, well, it was about uh, my papa has not ever been in my dreams um, since <laughs> he's passed. So, but it was it was a good dream. It was so good. Yeah, good to hear. I know. I left field there. I'm noticing that. Um, I remember when I shared with you a couple of years ago, I was listening to I don't know some. I think it was Gary Fogle on Kentucky Sports Memories, and it was in two in 2021, and he was talking about when WKU went to the Final Four in basketball and he said 50 years ago in 1971 and that's like when it first hit me that's the year i was born i'm 50 that was 50 years ago well now i start i see people turning 50 behind me that i knew in school and i see them and go how are they 50 years old well if you were born in 1973 you're turning 50 and I ran across 50 years ago, the world population was 3.9 billion. The average life expectancy was 71.4 years in the United States of America. Now it is 76.4. So in 50 years, our life average life expectancy has grown five years. The average annual income in 1973 in the United States was $12,900. Minimum wage was $1.60. 
I think it was still in the two. It was either like two thirty-five or two eighty-five range. I think when I was uh, entering the like when I got my first part-time job. The highest-rated TV shows were All in the Family, The Waltons, Sanford and Son, Mash, and Hawaii Five-O. The top-grossing films of 1973: The Sting, The Exorcist, American Graffiti, Papillon, The Way We Were. Tie a Yellow Ribbon, Bad Bad Leroy Brown, Killing Me Softly, and Let's Get It On, and uh, My Love were the top five singles of the year. Loved Tie a Yellow Ribbon. That's my, the old yes. oak tree. Yes, I used to sing that all the time. The Miami Dolphins won Super Bowl seven. <laughs> seven. Wow. I mean, now we can't hardly make out what the Roman numerals are. So yeah, that's, I don't know. That's, see, that was a, that's 50. That one's... The Oakland Athletics won the World Series. The Knicks won the NBA Finals. The Canadiens won the Stanley Cup. Jack Nicklaus was the PGA money leader. Secretariat won Horse Racing's Triple Crown. The first handheld mobile phone call was made by a Motorola engineer. The Oldsmobile Tornado is the first car offered to the public with airbags. I don't even know what a tornado looks like. Yeah, not that kind. I mean... That's, they're not saying tornado. Tornado is something else, isn't it? Or is that what we call the Oldsmobile? tornado? Oldsmobile. I mean, now, Oldsmobile doesn't even exist now. And in 1973, Joe Biden it's turned 31. Tornado. Okay. That, I, I do know what a tornado is, but this, this says tornado. So Joe Biden <laughs> was already 31 years old in 1973, and he would have started in Congress not too long after that. All those things. It's over the years, you hear parents and they fear that their child is going to say the worst possible thing at the worst possible time. And typically it's in church, right? Or in a setting where you go, don't, 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 don't say that. How to react when your child swears. <laughs> there is little evidence to suggest children's swearing or swearing in general has become more frequent. Oh, yes, there is. But in 2013, a U.S. study found by the time children start school, they have the rudiments of adult swearing, about 42 taboo words. It says these reactions, it says parents' reactions to children's swearing are generally cultural, embedded in context, and dependent on who else witnesses the behavior and how the swearing makes them feel at that moment? Sometimes parents might look at children's swearing as bad behavior that needs to be dealt with. At other times, they might perceive swearing as no big deal. In some situations, they even may even see it as funny. Uh, sometimes something is so bad or scary that you just have to laugh at it, and I think that's kind of when that you kind of laugh it off. But I also think that if the kid knows you're laughing. Yeah, there's a difference. Uh, I yeah. mean, Has Alea dropped one yet? I've not. I've not heard <laughs> nothing, one. No, nothing like an, mm -hmm. a, an actual cuss word, cuss word. But we don't say uh, crap, right? Well, so something sim simple like that. But what happens with her is she realizes it's in front of me. And her immediate rea reaction is the equivalent of, <gasps> And so she'll cut her eyes at me, and I'll cut my eyes back, as in you knew that was wrong, and then I'll grin at her and we go on. But mm -hmm. nothing, I've not heard her say the S, you know, SH or anything like that. Right. 
in uh, it says, but our swear words are part of our language, just like other words. They are expressions of our feelings, thoughts, and intentions. They are words, and they became swear words for various reasons. Um, it's and did, did you ever get Taylor? Like, did, did no, I really never did. Um, and, and I, I can't tell you that I've. I mean, I guess I probably have, but I, I don't know that I've ever heard Taylor say a cuss word. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I, just, I think that's a respect issue. It's the it's the same type of respect that I would show my parents, and and, and I, I'm also. I mean, I I don't. I'm not a frequent practitioner of foul language. I'm not telling mm-hmm. you I never have, and I'm not going to tell you that I never will. But I think you all both know it to be. It's not. It's not part. Like I, well, see, I in, in I'm our, not cleaning. Our, I'm not cleaning up the way I speak. Just to do what I do for a profession. The way I speak is the way I speak. Well, and see, in our industry, though, we it, in a way, it's almost second nature to not use it as much because we can't. The last thing you want is to make that into your vernacular and then just be talking on air, and then all of a sudden, just drop a big old. Yeah, that's right. It's frowned upon. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, and I think, and I, by the way, I, I had this conversation with someone a couple of weeks ago. You, and I'll just tell you this, if you're a young person and you're, it's everywhere. I mean, the, the, what you hear on television now and the rate that you hear it and all those things, it's just, and I, and I find it unnecessary because I explained it this way. No one's ever going to tune into you and go, boy, I like the way they cuss. You know, I, I'm going to listen more because they cuss so well. That's, that, that's why I'm here is the more you cuss, the more I'm going to listen. No, it's quite the opposite. You only have the opportunity to run someone away. There are people who don't want to hear that, so you won't win anyone. To, if you're funny, you're funny without swear words. If you're good, you're good without swear words. If you are having to rely upon them, then you need to work a little bit harder. But then again, characterization. I mean, is Roy Kent Roy Kent without that? Probably not, you know, I, and see, and I understand that. And by the way, I do have one caveat. I do have one exception to the rule that I just laid out for you, and that is Eddie Murphy's Raw. Eddie Murphy's live stand-up album, Raw, there is a poetry <laughs> to the way that he uses, and it is not the foundation of what he's not building his comedy on top of swearing. But it has a staccato type of delivery to it. And if you grew up in the time I did, you know the album and you know what I'm talking about. But I am much more drawn to the Brian Regans, the Jerry Seinfelds, the uh, Bill Cosby's stand-up comedy. They just don't have to be, don't have to. I was never an Andrew Dice Clay fan. So I just, and that's what I mean. They say that there's no indication there's more swearing in the world. There's absolutely more swearing. Or it's more commonplace in public. I guess is what we should say. I mean, go to a professional, go to a sporting event, period. So no wonder our kids are more likely to do it. A plane passenger. No one ever swore at the Bengals game on, on Monday. They didn't. No. Not, not a single time. No, no, not well one. Behaved. Yeah, did you have some type of meter? Completely sober. Did you have yeah. one of those? Did you have one of those Omni dishes like they hold on the sideline <laughs> and you were just panning the crowd and it detects swear yeah. words? Uh, well, I, I always find it interesting, too. Like behind us, there was a, a dad who clearly was bringing his son to his first game. It was probably like five. Mm-hmm. And it was clear that everyone sitting around was like, well, we got to. Got to watch yourselves. Well, that's good. At least they acknowledge sitting around that there is a young person next to them. <laughs> well, and there are 
professional sports organizations and college sports organizations that are trying to create family zones. You know, if you go here, it's like-minded people would be grouped together. Yeah, no, the so Reds, I, I don't know if they smart. still did it. The Reds had a family section, like no alcohol. Right. You know, and so on. Right. I read the... We we read about flight faux pas, things that people do on aircraft that, like, stop and think about what you're doing. What, I mean, whether it's crying babies, and crying babies are just part of it. They just are. But people that put their feet in certain places that shouldn't they shouldn't put them, et cetera. Uh, loud groups or carrying on too much conversation or whatever it might be. That's why I've always told you noise-canceling headphones are your best friend mm-hmm. uh, in the, in the when you're flying. One passenger has revealed that they took drastic measures when they found themselves in a less-than-ideal situation on board a recent flight. The individual claims they were traveling from Germany to Macedonia, but before the plane had even left the gate, they felt their seat shaking. Turning around, they saw a man was holding the back of their chair, and as they made eye contact, the man quickly let go. But he then continued to repeat the same action multiple times within the next 10 minutes, this went on and on, with the man retracting his hand only when the irritated passenger kept turning around. So he turned around, look at him, and he'd stop, and then as he turned back around, he started doing it again. Uh, um, <clears throat> why? Eventually, the uh, nerves or uh, just being an idiot, the passenger <laughs> had had enough, and he decided to take drastic action. The next time I felt the shaking, pretending to stretch, I wet my fingers with a generous lick put spit on them, grabbed the back of my seat, and doused his hand in spit. Oh, that is funny. (laughs) It solved the problem. I guess so. That's great. So our seats at Kroger Field, there's a family that sits behind us, and they put their two kids right behind our seats. And I cannot tell you in the three weeks, three games I've seen this season, how many times I've been kicked by those kids, mm. and it, it, it how old are the kids? Cumulate ten, so old enough. Eleven, yeah. It's not like they're the five-year-old kid behind me. Correctly, last, at the Bengals. Correct, game, yeah. and yeah, and so it's one of those like. But having the back of your seat kicked repeatedly, uh, or someone on your pew. Right, that's moving or mm-hmm. whatever. They're tapping the pew, and you can feel it on the other end. Or the, we just don't understand. Like what? Just because you're nervous doesn't mean I am. You know, it's work. <laughs> so if you have a no swear section, can they create a no nervous section? All right, nervous people go over here. Non-nervous people go over here and try and keep people segregated. I don't know what the answer is. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on in the know. Did you know? Cows Moo with regional accents. Me That's cool. I did not know that. What do Edmondson County cows sound like? That's a good question. I don't know. I was, I was thinking what, like Boston, <laughs> you know, like Boston cows. Yeah, meh. Meh. Or, you know, our cows go What do they sound like? You know what I'm saying. I did it once. I don't have to do it again. But it is funny. That on hockey. It is funny. You see, when you gather broadcasters from around the state, they're a big stew of accents because mm-hmm. you've got metropolitan area people. You, you know, you have Louisville people. You have NK. You know, Northern Kentucky people. You have Western. You have mountains. You have, and so just to hear all the dialects from different people, 
you know, or it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. I did have, I did, I did see Sam have to show some restraint on Monday at lunch because somebody mm-hmm. lit mm-hmm. in, somebody lit into the skyline chili from the boat the night before. And it, well, it, it, we got to take one time out here for one that was not skyline. Agreed. They, that was, they, they tried, they intimated that it was like skyline, no, but it, it certainly it, was not it was good, was it? but it was not, it was not, uh. So this young lady, who also has, you know, kind of a southern accent of herself, and she said, here's what she said. She said, they put spaghetti on their chili. Is that what she said? Something, something like, like that. that. And then and, one of her, fr- her compatriots. jump up and go. One of her compatriots, like, doubled down, too. Oh, and yeah. said, like, and then cheese on it, too. I'm like, <laughs> I needed my little stress ball. Well, they were trying to, <laughs> the, on the River Queen, they were trying to do, they were trying to do River Town cuisine. So they had jambalaya. Yum. I didn't ever find the, I thought maybe they were doing St. Louis, like ribs or something. I didn't find I that. just, I, I needed just one station. Yeah. They attempted Skyline, but they didn't do it very well. And then what else was there? Was, I don't know. I, I only, I only went to one station. They had roast beef on one. So, but yeah, I, I saw it. So it was during lunch and they were eating and they were hearkening back to the night before and they, but they didn't realize they had a local mm-hmm. in their midst. Mm-hmm. So that's a lesson to you. Like when you're traveling, when you're traveling into someone else's town, don't mm-hmm. start insulting the town you're in. You might be talking mm-hmm. to especially, a resident. Especially something is, I mean, that's like coming down here and taking shots at Mr. McGee. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. you can't be, you can't be doing that. Mr. Well, I think I commented Monday at breakfast when I said, well, we're clearly in northern Kentucky because there are no biscuits on the buffet. Oh. Well, and then I loved it because the the tea on the table was unsweet. That's right. And like I've said on here is it's... That's it's, what my friend David Brinkley said. He said they don't even put, they don't put sugar in the Which tea. is the correct way to do it. <laughs> I, I prefer, concur. I prefer unsweet. Uh, if I, I want it sweet, I'll add some Splenda, but I don't like the way, I don't like the sludge. I don't like tea that turns into I, sludge in the bottom. I don't need to get diabetes when I drink it. Gotcha. Correct. Uh, Taylor Swift's The Eras Tour concert film is going to open in over 100 countries. So in addition to the U.S., it's opening 100 countries around the world. Did she go to a football game or something recently? Yeah. <laughs> like it's every, every newscast everywhere is covering did, that story. Did she not get invited to the KBA conference? She did not. She was she she did not. The writer's strike is over. So that's good news. I don't know what that means for SAG-AFTRA. So now the writers can create the content. I don't know what's going to happen if that means the actors are are available or what. But it there it's a pipeline issue. So the writers are going to have to write it, then they're going to have to, you know, shoot it. And create it, and then it'll have to roll down the pipeline and out to us. But shows like Drew Barrymore and uh, Bill Maher and the late night shows, and those those will be back almost immediately. SNL will be back on either either October seven or fourteen because when you're doing a live show, you can spin you can spin that up again pretty quick. But I also read, don't be surprised. Apparently, they have just been waiting for this strike to roll over. To, to be uh, finished, to announce they are rolling out a reboot of The Office with the original showrunner. Really? I miss don't that. Be surprised. Wow. Don't be surprised if you don't see that in the coming days. Oof, I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious about yeah. that, too. It's like, you better be careful. Because mm-hmm. that ended perfectly. 
Well, I mean, look at it kind of like Friends. They were never foolish enough to reboot Friends. No. You know, they came out, they did a reunion of the yeah. characters. You know, <laughs> they gave you a little more like that, but they didn't go in and mess with it. So Yellowstone, uh, CBS, the debut on CBS raised FCC concerns surrounding smoking on primetime. Of course, you know, Beth Dutton, Kelly Riley, you know, she smokes pretty prominently. But listen, if that's if that's where they're getting feedback from people, well, uh, they're just getting started. I mean, you put the horse trough scene in there. You like the remember the horse trough scene uh-huh. when she's got the bottles and she throows the heating iron in there. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, she's um... They got bigger problems than cigarette smoking mm-hmm. if they're trying to put that series on CBS. Moonlighting, the Bruce Willis, Sybil Shepherd classic series coming to streaming for the first time on Hulu. So Ooh. if you kids if you kids don't know uh, Moonlighting, you'll be able to go back and see the coming out party of, um, well, see, of this, Bruce Willis. This will show my age. I don't know that I've ever seen Bruce Willis with hair. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, I can, I can, I can see that. Um, you've never seen me with hair, but if you'd seen my video the other <laughs> night, you would have. But well, you know, busy. we had a, we were had busy a, watching Joe Burrow. We had, understand. we had a picture of uh, we had a picture of you that we we pulled out of you and your. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh huh. I had my your band picture, and then your uh, what were your pants? Right? Didn't you have like a pair of like plaid pants or something? I had a plaid shirt on. Maybe that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. But then you have my classic picture where I got my Walkman and my Air Jordan. That's and my, what I'm thinking yeah, of too. You got yeah, that one. Uh, Paw Patrol is uh, Paw Patrol Three is a go for a 2026 theatrical release. So it's funny to watch your kids go through stages. You know, I remember Alea her, really early on. One of her first major stages was Paw Patrol mm-hmm. and the the basic lessons that they learn. And so future, you know, other kids, younger kids now are going to have the opportunity to learn from Marshall and I don't know all the all their names. Nor do I. Chase in there, Chase? There yes, is Chase. There yeah, is Chase, Chase is the police officer. Yeah, Chase yeah, is on or, the case. Yeah, Chase is on the case. Got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. Oh, MB's point to ponder for today is rapid fire, would you rather? Okay. Ready? Yeah. Would you rather lose your cell phone or break your big toe? Toe. Toe. Would you rather have a 10-hour dinner with your least favorite political figure or attend a 10-hour concert of a music you can't stand? Oh, uh, political. All right. Yeah. Would you rather only be able to communicate via emojis or only be able to communicate via slang words? Slang. I, I speak in slang anyway, so yeah, I'd I'd much rather prefer slang. Would you rather live in a treehouse or in a boathouse? Boathouse. Yeah, I don't like heights. By the way, I got to see the boathouse on the mm-hmm. river cruise the other night. It reminded me how much I miss Montgomery and boathouse. Mm-hmm. It's like I need to go get a big test. I, th- I thought I thought you were about to jump in and swim, and swim across. There. Yeah, I wanted to. <laughs> I, I didn't think she'd appreciate it, so I know I we had the handout ready to grab your belt buckle in would case you, you went in. Would you rather be in a fight club that meets once a month or a book club that meets every day? That's a no-brainer for her. Oh, absolutely not. I think a fight club once a month. I can't a book club every day? Yeah. I'm too busy for that. Would you rather... Sam, what did you say? I guess fight club. But then you wouldn't be able to tell anyone. It's the number one rule of fight club. Would you rather always have to say what you're thinking or never be able to speak again? So either tell it all or tell nothing, basically. 
Well, in this industry, I guess we'd have to tell all or we wouldn't yeah. have a job. <laughs> yeah, tell it all. Would you rather be forced to sing along or dance along to every song that you hear? Dance along. I'd sing along for me. Dance, I guess. Although I'd get tired of singing. You could. It's easier to it's easier to little bit dance than it is to little bit sing. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You because do, then it turns into humming. Yeah, you could do the bare minimum of dancing mm-hmm. and probably uh, sustain yourself for longer. Would you rather go without deodorant the day you meet your celebrity crush or run into them when you just rolled out of bed? Rolled out of bed. Um, probably without deodorant. I'm going without deodorant mm-hmm. because I know for a fact I've got residual deodorant buildup. Yeah, and, and there are ways to, yeah, I can work around that. I mean, it's just like the day of, the day of deodorant. If you say deodorant, period, you know, then maybe not. All right, there's today's Would You Rather. On TV tonight, Big Brother, uh, what, 24, 24th season? I think it's tonight. Also. They're starting a new season? Yeah. It, it, is the another one going on already? Big Brother. It, it that's it? what you just said. Oh, I'm sorry. Survivor. Big oh, Brother is not I until tomorrow night. I was so night. confused because I'm I sorry. thought we had hashed out our week. Yeah, we I had gone like, like, oh, Big Brother. What? Big, there's no Big Brother tonight <laughs> like, because typically there is on Wednesday. <laughs> like Big Brother premiere. I was like, isn't that already going on? Was, <laughs> and, and didn't we already have this worked out at home? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how much it's on the mind. Survivor is tonight. America's Got Talent is tonight. Celebrity Jeopardy is tonight. The $100,000 Pyramid is tonight. Who's on Celebrity Jeopardy, does it say? Uh, Anybody yeah. that I care about? Uh, Mark Duplass. I don't know who that is. Emily, Emily Hampshire and Urkoch Ambudkar. Oh, no. Doesn't sound like much of a celebrity Jeopardy to me. I think Amazing Race is premiering tonight as well. It's not on that list, but I think I think you get 90-minute Survivor, 90-minute Amazing Race to cover the three hours tonight. And then Big Brother tomorrow. I can. I know you're excited, Sam. Today's highlight in history. Now tomorrow you got Thursday night football. This date in 1996 in Afghanistan, the Taliban, a band of former seminary students, drove the government of President uh, Rabani out of Kabul, captured the capital, and executed former leader Najibullah. Okay. Birthdays. Randy Bachman of Bachman Turner Overdrive is 80. Mike Schmidt is 74. Sean Cassidy, to do run, 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 to do run, run, is 65. <laughs> Whatever happened to him? Like, how come you never see Sean Cassidy? I don't know. Gwyneth Paltrow is 51. Lil Wayne is 41. Okay. Isn't that Lil Wayne? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And Avril Lavigne is 39. Okay. okay. It's a little shorter. Okay. I don't know. Samuel Adams was born this date in 1722. Chart toppers. I'm quickly running out of time. Oh, and Wilford Brimley in 1934. Meatloaf in 1947. He's not too long ago, right? Meatloaf? Tw- yeah, that both of them. Wilford Brimley and Meatloaf mm-hmm. were not long ago. I mentioned diabetes earlier. There's, I mean, can you talk about Wilford Brimley and not do, talk about diabetes? Not really. Okay. Uh, Bobby V, Take Good Care of My Baby, number one in 61. Neil Diamond, Cracklin' Rosie, number one in 70. Herb Albert, Rise, number one in 79. In 1988, a little group called Death Leopard was number one with Love Bite. Uh, Diamond Rio, How Your Love Makes Me Feel, number one in 97. London Bridge, Fergie in 06. And Justin Bieber, What Do You Mean in 15. 
MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Hurry along. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. There is no advertisement as powerful as a positive reputation traveling fast. There is no advertisement as powerful as a positive reputation traveling fast. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.